Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit and Run podcast, where conversation collides. My name is Robbie Alexander, and I am joined, as always, by... Natalie Dunn. A fully vaccinated Natalie Dunn, might I add, but you have been put through the freaking ringer (laughs) from what I've heard with this second shot of Pfizer, right? It wasn't Moderna. It was the Pfizer. Now let's let's just go over. You got the shot on Tuesday, right? No, Monday. Monday. Monday, Because we usually record on Tuesdays and Mm -hmm. we didn't because you were dying. Not of COVID, but of COVID prevention. Yeah, so Monday, we got him like at noon-ish, so right in the middle of the day. And really, neither of us felt too bad Monday, except for the arm. The arm, I mean, you guys have had the first shot. I'm sure you had like the, the crazy sore arm. Oh, I couldn't lift my arm. Hillary was fine, but I couldn't lift my arm. I could get like half, not even half, like a quarter of a chicken wing up. Yeah. And I, that night I got it, I, I even rolled a little bit onto my left arm, which is where I got the shot. Like, ooh, it was a full, mm-hmm. it was over 24 hours before it started to calm down. And that was just the first shot. Yeah, so. So we both had really sore arms the first shot. And then this time, it definitely started to hurt faster the second time. Like, oh, I, I would like say that. by like dinner time, we both were like, man, my arm really hurts. By the and time we time went did to you bed, get the shot? like noon. So, like, what, five ish hours? Yeah, about maybe four or five hours. No, I don't like that at all. <laughs> so it was pretty quick. And then we both were feeling okay when we went to bed, but both had the sore arms. And we we had heard a bunch of mixed things. Like all of my coworkers kind of got our shots at the same time. Um, my, my boss and one of my coworkers got theirs on Friday. And then my other like team member, there's four of us on a team, and the other team member and me got them on Monday. So like then when we rescheduled our second ones, they also got them last Friday and then we got them on Monday. So they were kind of our like, how'd you do? How did it feel? And we all reacted the exact same way to the first one, like basically no symptoms, just the sore arm. So I was like, okay, hopefully their reaction to the second one will be kind of a good indicator of how we'll react because we all reacted the same to the first one. Right. And then when they got theirs on Friday, they both were like, yeah, I didn't really feel anything. Just the sore arm again. Like, no reaction really and I was like sweet so we're not really gonna have much of a reaction um that was a lie (laughs) (laughs) well just for you you said Sam was fine right Sam was okay so overnight the first night we both like didn't sleep very well um you know because of the arm mostly but then I kept waking up like really overheated and like really sweaty so I think I had a fever overnight and then we both woke up the next morning feeling kind of like really tired I felt terrible because I hadn't really slept that much and also I think I had like a fever that morning too I just felt like really hot and really like overheated um and then throughout the morning I was very like achy and I think I had a really slight fever and I just felt terrible. And you said you had a headache, right? Yeah, I had a horrible headache. Now, when did the headache come on? Was that in the middle of the night or was that when you woke up in the morning? That was when I woke up. So I had the headache when I woke up. Um, I just felt like shit all morning. And then Sam felt okay. He had the really sore arm. He was tired and just felt a little run down, but like nothing too too extreme. And then um, around lunchtime, I was still feeling like crap. And then Sam had started to feel worse as like the morning went on. But then we were just, you know, going about our days. And it was like, I don't know, like three o'clock in the afternoon. And I was just sitting here like sludging through work. And then all of a sudden I was like, 
huh, I don't feel like shit anymore. <laughs> Wait a minute. Like it's just, it was just gone. Like it was so weird. I just like had, I was just sitting here and nothing changed. And I was like, it's gone. I just realized that I didn't feel like shit anymore. And then I felt fine the rest of the day. Now, how was, did the arm pain go away or did that stay for the rest of the day? I had the arm pain for the rest of the day. Um, it wasn't too bad by the time we went to sleep. Like it was fine enough that it didn't like keep me awake the next night. But the arm pain was worse the second time around than the first time. Mm, yeah, for okay. sure. Okay, joys. <laughs> but it's all worth it. It's all worth it, it to get Absolutely. that sweet, sweet vaccine in you. Definitely. I was reading up when we got our vaccine. We got ours. This won't line up when we actually release the podcast, but we got ours <laughs> last Wednesday, which was April something. We'll go with that. And I was like, I should read up on this a little bit. And yeah, it was like essentially what I read is for Pfizer, at least, is the first vaccine is like the primer. And then the second vaccine, they like put the specific proteins in you. And that's mm -hmm. why more people feel like shit the second yeah. time around. Now, Cody, he got his vaccine um, the day before me. Mm -hmm. And so he got his on that Tuesday. That Wednesday, he's like, yeah, like my arm's sore. And that's that's about it. That was in the morning when I texted him. I got my vaccine about noon. So by the time I was done, it was like 1245. I texted him again. I was like, how are you feeling now? And he's like, I'm starting to get a really bad headache. He's like, I think I'm going to go home if I'm remembering this conversation correctly. So then the next day on Thursday, my arm's killing me. And I felt kind of gross on Wednesday night, but it wasn't like anything too bad. I just was like, yeah. So on Wednesday, I wake up, my arm's killing me. It was killing me pretty much since I had gone to bed. And I texted Cody and I was like, well, you must be feeling better now, right? No. He stayed home from work because he was super nauseous. He had a terrible migraine, but he's also been like working himself into the grave lately. Right. So he's not sure if he was just exhausted or if it was the vaccine. So the same thing kind of happened to my coworker where she got hers Monday like we did and she was fine Tuesday like she didn't really have much of a reaction and then Wednesday yesterday she was really sick yesterday and she was mm -hmm. like how am I reacting so late and I was like I don't think that's it I think the vaccine just like triggered your immune system right and like you were probably already fighting something and your body's just like in overdrive now and now it's like overreacting to some bug that you were already fighting it's like I gotta fight two damn things now <laughs> god damn it so I think that's probably what happened to Cody too I think so and he I love my brother to death and he might disagree with me when he hears this he tends to work himself into a bit of a tizzy over a lot of things as you're well aware you can corroborate <laughs> me on this um he was a little nervous before getting the vaccine so i think that that might have played a factor of him overhyping himself and mm -hmm. then getting his body all out of whack like he always does mm -hmm. although he still adamantly defends that our junior year when he got sick on graduation day and everybody said he was all just worked up he's still adamant that he had just a sickness and I think it was proven that he had strep but everybody was like oh you're just worried you're just anxious and then he threw up at baccalaureate not in the service he told Christy <laughs> to hold a spot or maybe it was he no I, somebody was there and he threw up I wasn't the... I was with him at graduation though good when the band was playing yeah you kept an eye on him and he felt I was terrible ACTV well he was mm -hmm. with Christy at baccalaureate Christy Winkles who we've mentioned several times on the show <laughs> and he's like uh and they were doing collection plate or handing out some something at that point he's like I gotta go real quick and he didn't want to like disturb anybody because he's a loud puker so he ran from the chapel to the rush the comm building and then <laughs> threw up in there and then ate pizza afterwards because Marty always got Papa 
Johns for the band. So, or no, it was Domino's. He always got Domino's yeah. for the band. Either way, Natalie's fully vaccinated. I'm half vaccinated. I will be <laughs> um, fully vaccinated on May the 4th. The 4th will be with me. And things are looking up. Things are looking up. We will both be fully vaccinated by Memorial Day weekend. And that's, that's what's important. true. And we'll, we'll paint this town orange and green. Because that's the hit and run colors. Unless you want to go um, home with the black and the gold. That bulldog mm. pride. Nah, I'm, I'm good there. Well, speaking of bulldog <laughs> pride, uh, before we get into the meat, the meat and potatoes, of this this show what is actually we didn't mention this yet the season three finale that's what this is ha snuck that in there don't be sad though <laughs> don't be sad because it's a good episode um we got a message from jen a shorter break this time we are but we'll reveal that at the end all right yes. don't reveal things too soon right now we're revealing a message from jen and she messaged our official hit and run facebook page which i thought was weird i was like did she did she mean to like message one of us individually like that's weird for everybody else out there, go ahead and message us on our Hit and Run Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. If you're already friends with us on normal Facebook, then of course, just you can reach out to us either way. But if you're not friends with us, go ahead. Just do a little typey-typey into the Facebook. But Jen sent us a message. And I don't know. I'm assuming this person is her friend. It's just it's a screenshot of her phone in a text conversation. And the woman's name is Lynn. And it's a picture of who I'm assuming is Lynn. And she has what appears to be a little clown figurine. Stay with me. It's a little clown figurine, a sad clown figurine. I'm very familiar with these. My great aunt Barb has a ton of sad clowns in her house. And I think it's supposed to be a flower pot or she's made it a flower pot. His pants are too big and they're hanging open and there's dirt in them. So I think this might be a little flower pot. It is a flower pot because she starts with a planter from estate sale, $5. So the sad clown cost her $5, right? Well then cactus from Home Depot also cost her five dollars she bought one big cactus and two itty bitty cactuses and she stuck them up in the pants and i'm just gonna cut to the chase it looks like he's got a cactus penis and balls hanging out of his pants <laughs> and she named him prickly pete which i think is hilarious she follows the message up with uh the look on my dad's face when he opened it on christmas eve priceless <laughs> And then Jen's like, can I show this for my friends that talk about everything and anything? And Lynn's like, of course. And I just want to bring that to your attention. Natalie hasn't seen it yet. So when you I get a chance, not. look it up. It's freaking hilarious. And now I think I have to buy this planter. Well, no, it was from an estate sale. I'm sure I could I find something online. I think it's one of a kind. Do you think Lynn would buy it from me? That doesn't make sense. I'd have to buy it from her. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Lynn would let me buy it from her? Do you think she's had her use? She looks pretty happy with them. I mean, she put a lot of work into that, though. So, Lynn, what? You paid $5 for the planter from the estate sale. You paid $5 for the cactuses. I'm assuming you bought some dirt and have watered it. So let's say you've got at least $15 of investment in there. I will pay you $21.30 for Prickly Pete. <laughs> And that's the highest I can go. You also look very happy with him, as I said. So if you don't accept the offer, I'm sure you guys will have a wonderful life. And I can probably go go buy my own Prickly Pete. Although there's only one OG. So Lynn and Jen, thank you for sending that in. We'll post the picture on Facebook. Everybody can judge for yourself. It's, it's a cactus. It's not a real penis. So either <laughs> look at it. If you don't want to, then divert your eyes. I think it's a good picture, though. I think people are going to love it. Although Prickly Pete looks sad. But then again, it's probably because his... Uh, uh, his little prick is prickly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, let's get into it. We have an actual topic today. Let's try to stick to it. That would it be is, a first. 
So I can't think off the top of my head, and I should have written this down. We're bad at planning. <laughs> We're off to a good start. So as we said, this is the season three finale, right? Well, this is essentially also acting as our one-year anniversary episode because we'll be in the off-season on the one-year anniversary. And holy crap, holy crap, has it been a year since we we started this little journey of the Hit and Run podcast? It really has. It's crazy. Three seasons in, in a year. So season one, we did 14 episodes, right? And that yeah, took a that's, little bit. That's why we're off in numbers now. Yeah, that took a little bit. And it started to, as much fun as we were having, when you do a season from, I mean, we started in April recording and we went mm-hmm. to the end of August. That got a little long, especially when we both bought houses during that time. Yeah, on top I think we of took one or two off weeks in yeah, there. Yeah, on top of everything else that was happening in the world, then you throw on buying a house and then you throw on for us got a feral cat within that time frame <laughs> which now he is not feral and then and everything we got a else. puppy and you got a puppy two new pets two new houses one new podcast steamrolling <laughs> through season one but by the time we got to episode 14 for as much fun as we were having it was starting to get tiring we needed a break we needed a break so then during that break between season one and season two we decided to just stick to 10 episode seasons we both have hectic schedules we thought that that would keep it fresh and one i think it's true that this podcast has been fresh and we've been able to keep it fresh we've kept the energy up during those seasons but my goodness it's only four less episodes than season one but it freaking flies by it feels like it it should still be season two and it's already the end of season three. It's wild. But it's been, like I said, this season three, I feel like we really hit our stride. By far, this has been the best season. And just think, we'll just keep going up, up, up and up. I mean, most podcasts, they get picked up after like 50 episodes, 100 episodes. That's when they start <laughs> gaining traction. We're still just a year in. That's baby. That's a baby podcast. Mm-hmm. Like just wait until we're three, four years in. Whew, then we're going places. We're going places <laughs> now, but we'll be a couple laps into this NASCAR race that is the hit and run podcast. (laughs) Getting back to the topic, we thought it would be fun to just visit a couple things we talked about during the first year of the hit and run podcast and do a little check-in, do a little check-up, you know, with all the the COVID and the vaccines going around. Everybody needs to visit their doctor. Well, this is Dr. Robbie and Dr. Natalie, and we're going to check up on the topics of the hit and run podcast, starting with episode two. Oh, you found the episode numbers. Well, I just remembered some of them off the top of my head. <laughs> Episode two was an aggressive species of bird where yes. we talked about birds. It started with a National Geographic magazine and mm-hmm. we started talking about birds. So let's just check in. Are geese still awful? The answer is yes. Yes. The answer is yes. I don't think yes. that will ever change. Now, living in the city of St. Louis, I don't deal with geese nearly as often as I did living in Michigan. So that's been nice. I still get angry when I see geese. We live right down the road from <laughs> Carondelet Park. There's geese in that park. I still don't like them. I still have flashbacks to all the awful moments with geese. So to check in with episode two and the aggressive species of birds, yes, geese still suck. Moving on to episode three, it's just a coincidence that these two were back to back. We somehow just spent a whole episode talking about Keanu Reeves, and I've never seen a Keanu Reeves movie. 
But one of the one of the main points of that episode was a video game coming out that was super hyped up and everybody was had been waiting for it for years. And what is the name of that game? It was Cyberpunk 2077. To check in with that, I believe it was released, wasn't it? And I believe it had terrible reviews. So it was very dramatic. And um, I won't I won't explain this nearly as well as Sam could, but I'll do my best because I was very much, very much in the know on this as Sam was experiencing it firsthand. So Sam did buy the game. Sam bought the game. He pre-ordered the game. Um, now, what console did you play this on? So he got his PlayStation 5 in time to play this game. So he was playing it on the newest gen, which was good because the issue with the game and the reason why there was so much drama is because it sucked on anything that wasn't like newest gen or a PC. So if anyone was playing it on like the Xbox One or on like a PlayStation 4, then it was basically not worth playing because it was so awful. Just buggy so, or laggy? Um, The game just like couldn't function. Like there were a ton of um, like glitches and... Um, bugs and the game just like couldn't run like it just it, the the system wasn't capable of running the game effectively like it just crashed all the time you would have thought that before they rolled it out they would have played it on each console they were going to release it on to make sure it wasn't going to be a total cluster so here's the thing so the reason this game kept getting delayed is because they wanted to make sure that it was going to run on old gen and new gen because they didn't want to limit the audience. So that's why they delayed it as long as they did. And then when it came out and everyone was like, what the fuck? Why doesn't this run? on my PlayStation 4, the world realized that they never showed any footage of it being played on like a base PS4 or on like the previous generation. They only ever showed PC footage, which is like the the highest capability of performance. So the company like misled, I'm pretty sure they got sued actually for misleading people about like the game's performance and capabilities. And it was a whole thing. So then they were like, we sincerely apologize. We did the wrong thing. If you want to refund your game, we'll do that for you. And everyone was like, okay, fine. But then they didn't do anything to like actually guarantee that was possible. They left it up to like the PlayStation and Xbox stores to handle that independently and didn't like offer any assistance. So it wasn't actually that easy to get refunds. And so people really couldn't get their refunds if they wanted them. And then PlayStation and Xbox both pulled it from their stores, which was like crazy. That was like unheard of. They, that it got pulled this huge, popular, like highly anticipated game. They ended up shutting it down because it was so bad. How long was it in waiting for? Like it's from the time they announced it to the time they actually, actually released it how long uh, was like, it a wait like eight years eight years yeah this game was in development for eight years <laughs> what the fuck were they doing I mean, all that time so first of all the game is incredibly detailed and complex and it was going to take them a long time to develop no matter what so i don't think that that's completely like unsurprising. I mean, the company who made it, they're like really well known for making super detailed, complex games that take forever to make. Who is the company? Um, CD Projekt Red. Do, would an average Joe like me know them for any other games? Um, 
I don't want to say off the top of my head because I don't exactly remember what other games they've made. That tells me no then. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know if you would have heard of any of them anyway. Um, so Sam played it on his PlayStation 5 and it did have an issue where it just would randomly crash sometimes, but not frequent enough where it discouraged him from playing. Right. And overall, I think he really enjoyed the game. Um, the story was really good. Um, it was super like it's a it was a huge world. Mm -hmm. Like the world itself was so big and interesting and complex and detailed and i think the game experience was good for him but you can't really ignore like how shitty the game release was right and because correct me if i'm wrong aren't a lot of people and this probably is fixed by now but for a while like a lot of people couldn't even get the ps5 even if they wanted it yeah that's still a problem it's still like really hard to get one. So a uh, already limiting problem was even more limited. Like right. That's such, out of all the people that were probably waiting for this game, it, it was probably less than like 10% could play it correctly right. without it crashing every time. Yeah. Did Keanu Reeves come out and make a statement? No. Or was he Keanu like, Reeves I'm doesn't. just the poster child? Because I remember seeing him in like the commercial for this game once they released it everywhere. I couldn't escape it. <laughs> I mean, I... I think he enjoyed the process of making it, but I don't think he gives a shit after it's it's out. He was He's done. Like, oh, like, I didn't make on it. On to the next thing. <laughs> um, I mean, watching, I didn't, so usually when Sam plays a game or like when Sam gets a new game, I will usually like watch. So he'll only play it when I'm around and like I'll follow along with the story and stuff. Right. I didn't do that with this game because there was so much side content apart from the main story that it would have been excruciating for me to watch him play the entire thing. Um, and there's not like enough hours in the day for us to both be consumed by media for that to have been possible. Um, he'd still be finishing it now if I had wanted to watch him play the whole thing. But I got like the major beats of the story. So the story was good. Um, Keanu Reeves was great. His I character mean, was very interesting. Always, yes, of course. As somebody who's never seen a Keanu Reeves movie. <laughs> Um, no, he, it was great. I enjoyed watching it. Sam enjoyed playing it. Um, but CD Projekt Red did some shitty stuff. Now, what was the story in a nutshell? I'm not sure if there is a nutshell version. Um, it's set in 2077 and the character you play as, his name is V, or it could be a him or a her, you get to choose. Um, and you're like, well, there's different, so there's different versions of the story is the thing. You can mm -hmm. choose like different backgrounds for your character and that changes things about the story. So the really big picture is V is the main character. V gets mixed up in some shady shit and- um, Don't we all? <laughs> Keanu Reeves is a character named Johnny Silverhands, who actually is... What? Johnny Silverhands? That's so, <laughs> that's so lame, yet so badass. <laughs> right. And so he is actually from the year 2020. He died in the year 2020, but his, like, basically his brain, like... They pull a Walt Disney? Kind of. Like, except for, think of more like a computer chip. Like, they saved him as a person on a computer chip, and um, V ends up getting this chip in his brain and then Johnny Silverhand becomes a part of him. And then you ha you're basically playing as two different characters the whole time. That's the very, very nutshell version. Wait, wait, wait. So they, so he took over another guy's body then? Kind of. So like what he's basically, <laughs> he's basically like a voice in your head that only you can hear for like the majority of the game. Oh, so he's in your body. Yes. So like oh. you, V, the character, Johnny Silverhand is like inserted into your brain. I see. 
see. So it's like uh it's um what what's his name? Um <laughs> Who who's who's Iron Man's butler guy? And then he becomes Jarvis. Vision. So it's like Jarvis almost. <laughs> kind of. Except <laughs> much less helpful. Oh, he's not even helpful? No, no. What the hell is the point then? Well, because he's dead and like he is stuck in your body and doesn't want to be there. So. Now, did you do you consent to Johnny Silverhands being a part no. of your subconscious? Oh, okay. No, it's like an accident. So is he even a good guy? No. Do you find out how he died in the year 2020? Yeah, that's part of the story. Oh, um, well, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. And also, I think if I tried to explain any more details of the story, it would get really cringy because um, I don't really know that many more details besides like very vague plot points. I'll have Sam tell me when you guys are down here. Yeah, you'll have to have Sam explain it. And then I'll just take up the whole trip. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Well, let me start here. But before we go here, I need to start over here. So essentially this game was super hyped and then it it failed on so many levels. But Sam liked it and that's all that matters. Yep. And one more time, what was the name of this game? Cyberpunk 2077. Cyberpunk 2077. I'm writing these down so when I give my three (laughs) things I learned this this episode, I can can just pull it. Just boom, (laughs) Cyberpunk 77, 2077. Today's episode of the Hit and Run podcast is brought to you by Noted by Nicole. For the next special occasion, pick up the perfect gift from Noted by Nicole Embroidery, where you can get customized designs on t-shirts, sweatshirts, hand towels, masks, bandanas, onesies, and more. Choose from one of her collections or ask for a custom design. You can find her on Instagram or Facebook at Noted by Nicole. Use coupon code H&R10, that's H&R10 to get 10% off current or customized inventory. Shop Noted by Nicole for beautiful embroidered gifts for your friends, family, or yourself. As she always says, it's by her for you. So that was episode three. Now this episode, I can't remember. I'm going to say episode 11. And if I'm right, we'll go back after the show. But if I'm right, somebody owes me a cookie. The Taco Bell episode. Last July, Taco Bell just sent ripples through the fast food world and just was like, oh, you like potatoes? Well, they're fucking gone. Oh, that that quesarito that millions enjoy. We'll get fucked. We're taking all the good stuff. Here's your shitty packing peanut cinnamon twists that are, they're good, but they're shitty. They're not a case of, anyways, you know, just slash, slash and slash and Taco Bell. I'm already getting cool. That was last July. We've almost come a year anniversary into that. And correct me if I'm wrong, it was like in the fall, they slashed some more stuff too, which I can't remember off the top of my head because at that point I was done. Yeah. I've got an article that I pulled up for just this occasion. We're, we're visiting um, Taco Bell and this is from Eat This, Not That. This came out on March 4th and it is five major changes you'll see on Taco Bell's menu. Now, most of the things that everybody loves is still slashed. They brought back one significant thing, which I know is on this list, and they have some new things. So we're just gonna we're gonna go through and we'll just have brief discussions because I <laughs> this will honestly probably take us to the end of the show. <laughs> so number one on this list is a uh, chicken sandwich taco and other chicken novelties. That's right. Taco Bell officially joined the chicken sandwich war, which that was a 2019 thing that all of a sudden just revamped and got like 10 times bigger in the last five months. It's been fairly recent that the chicken wars has come back into play. McDonald's, I did try their new chicken sandwich as a side note, because now we're talking about chicken wars. It's not bad. (laughs) It's not, it's not, Anywhere near as good as the top ones. Popeyes I was disappointed with. I still 
for, you know, say what you will, I can't help but say that Chick-fil-A, as far as chicken sandwiches, is the best one I've had. Now, I haven't had every single one, but I thought Popeye's was extremely disappointing. All I got was chicken on a sandwich soaked in mayonnaise. And I like mayo, but it was too much. So now Taco Bell, though, is in the chicken wars. And I'll just read from this, this article from Eat This, Not That. When Taco Bell revealed its plans to interrupt the chicken sandwich wars this year, we kind, we kind of had a feeling... We had a feeling that the chain's entry into the category would be truly one of a kind. Enter the crispy chicken taco sandwich, a hybrid that checks two boxes, craveability and innovation. Are these people working for Taco Bell? <laughs> Sounds like it. Sounds like I'm reading a Taco Bell. Um, essentially, this menu item is a all-white meat crispy chicken filet marinated in a jalapeno buttermilk. That sounds delicious. Seasoned with bold Mexican spices and rolled in a crunchy tortilla chip coating. Instead of a straightforward sandwich bun, the chicken is nestled in puffy bread that's shaped like a taco and slathered with creamy chipotle sauce. FYI, the spicy version includes jalapeno slices for added heat. Now, I've only gotten Taco Bell like twice this new year. That's a lie. I've gotten Taco Bell once this new year and it was last Saturday. I got the dollar menu and it was extremely disappointing. It was not as good <laughs> as I thought it was, or at least as I remember it. I might try this. I didn't know this was a thing until I pulled this ar this article up. Yeah, I haven't like heard about it. It sounds delicious. It looks delicious. It checks everything I want. <laughs> I like the spicy chicken sandwiches, right? That's what I get at Chick-fil-A when I get one. Not that I go to Chick-fil-A very often either, but I always get the spicy chicken sandwich. So it checks that off. I love jalapenos. Buttermilk, I mean, we're mid-rest, you and me. It's ranch all day. <laughs> well, not maybe not you. You're lactose intolerant. But I think you can just try to get past that and try this chicken sandwich because it looks delicious. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on what I've described so far? You can't see it, but it looks delicious. I mean, it's definitely intriguing. I don't know. I think that's a fair assessment. I feel like a chicken sandwich from Taco Bell just kind of... Just gives me like a weird feeling. Like it's not right, you know? It does look like hash browns the closer you look. It looks like Ugh. a hash brown. That's with weird. Jalapenos and like an old waffle. Don't look too close, but don't look <laughs> too close at any Taco Bell menu item because you're yeah. not gonna like what you see. But like that was my that was how I felt when they first announced Taco Bell breakfast. I was like, uh, breakfast from Taco Bell? That just sounds weird. But that's the only thing I eat there anymore. The only time I ever go to Taco Bell is to get a breakfast crunch wrap. It's so good. It is so good. It's the only thing I order there now. Yeah, I haven't had a breakfast crunch wrap since last fall. And I think I need to go get one maybe this weekend. We're driving to Michigan next weekend. And I'm pretty hyped because that means we can get a breakfast crunch wrap on the way. Taco Bell. <laughs> Just call your mom up. We're coming up to Michigan mainly so I can get Taco Bell breakfast. It's my excuse. <laughs> but also to see you. So that was number one on this list of five. The chicken sandwich taco. I will probably... Well, it doesn't have a, a price point. If it's over $3, then you can forget it. This I'm not getting. This looks like shit. They brought in cheese curds to Taco Ugh, Bell. God, cheese curds aren't even good. There's two different ways. They've got the cheesy, or excuse me, they've got the crispy cheese dippers and the crispy cheese nacho fries, which both feature fried cheese curds and a tortilla chip coating with the same breading used on Taco Bell's fried chicken. So the one I'm looking at, I assume these are the crispy cheese dippers. It looks like a Cinnabon Delight gone bad. Like it Ugh. looks disgusting. 
disgusting. And then the okay. crispy cheese nacho fries also has these crispy cheese dippers in it with like sour cream cheese sauce, what looks like diced tomatoes, and then like sad looking fries. This looks disgusting. This looks absolutely horrific. Nothing that you just described sounds like something I would ever want to put in my mouth. I, I don't even want to look at this <laughs> anymore. In fact, I scrolled down so I don't have to see it. Now this opened on March 10th, only in Fullerton, California. They're willing so they're to bet. It. Yeah, they're willing to bet they'll eventually make their way to Taco Bell menus nationwide. I hope to God they don't. I just, okay, so I may be biased against cheese curds because I can't have cheese and I can't have fried food. So they're just a, a bad thing for me. But I just don't see the appeal. It's it's deep fried cheese. Like I get mozzarella sticks are good, but cheese curds are just, I, it's unnatural. I don't like it. It's disgusting. I think they're gross. Oh, dude, I love a good cheese curd with like good marinara or eh, good ranch. I don't These know. These are not cheese curds. These are not natural. Maybe I've just lost my taste for it because I can't have it anymore. I will say though, as much as I love a good cheese curd, I'll never buy cheese curds. They have to be offered to me. I used to like mozzarella sticks because, you know, who doesn't? But honestly, thinking about mozzarella sticks now, really gross. But it's because I can't have them. And it's been so long since I've had them that they no longer sound good to me. I've become more picky with the mozzarella sticks I will and will not eat. I will say that mm -hmm. much. But these, these are gross looking. And then you get a chipotle dipping sauce. So let me just dip my cheese curds in essentially cheese sauce. No, thank you. Right. This might be the biggest thing on the article though, is that they brought back something that they originally axed. And this was probably, aside from the quesarito, it was what people were most pissed off about, which is why they probably brought them back. Potatoes. They brought back potatoes, which I would hope so, because that was like call. their only vegetarian option was potato-based. So it says here, Taco Bell unveiled the return of potatoes earlier this year, and the move may have been the biggest piece of fast food news to kick off 2021. Why was the announcement such a big deal? While the potato items were beloved by all, they provided more options for the chain's vegetarian fans who already had limited choices in the world of fast food. So like, you can't even like applaud Taco Bell for listening to their customers. Like you shouldn't have right. done it in the first place. So we won't really expound on that or is expound the word I'm looking for? I think you just want expand. Expand. We won't do either of those, but... Thank God the potatoes are back. Number four, they've got, this one might interest you, a new plant-based protein bowl. Taco Bell's parent company, Yum Brands, recently, did you know that Yum Brands is the official sponsor of the Kentucky Derby? You've told me that before. I just wanted to throw it out there. <laughs> I think that, no, I don't think I've told you that. I think that was a radio feed question now that I think about it. Yeah, it was. It totally was. Taco Bell's parent company, Yum Brands, recently inked a major deal with Beyond Meat, which means we can expect the chain to go all in and experimenting with plant-based menu items. Have you ever had a Beyond Meat burger? Yeah, they're really good. They are really good. They taste like a burger. I really like um, Beyond Sausage. I've never, I've only had the burgers. I mean, they're both good, but I like the sausage a lot. I'm excited though. I'm excited to see then what they do with the Beyond I hope meat. it sets a trend. I think it already is. I think... I don't like Burger King and the Beyond Burger I got was from Burger King just to say I tried it. I think Burger King did help like, okay, like we're a fast food chain, but we're doing this. And I think they helped start the ball rolling or to get yeah, the ball Yeah, I remember rolling. when they announced they were doing it. Um, I was really disappointed that it was Burger King that was doing it because yeah. I don't think if I never eat in a Burger King again in my life, I think I would, I would prefer that. It would be, it would still be too soon. Um, yeah. Cause Burger King, just like the thought of a Burger King just kind of made 
makes me uncomfortable. Like they're just so dirty and their food is horrible. Like I would never, I would never willingly go into a Burger King. No, I haven't. I, I wouldn't want to go into Burger King for one, that reason too. It, I associate it now with somebody that I wish to not speak with anymore. And I haven't, <laughs> luckily. That's an episode for another time. But the one thing I will give them is that they started this trend. And I think it's a, a good way that it's going. And I'm excited to see who else adopts it and what they come up with because it tastes good mm-hmm. and it's more sustainable. Yes. So that was number four. And then, of course, number five out of five on the eat this, not that Taco Bell new menu is what they call the most customizable value deal in fast food. Now, if you don't already love Taco Bell for their low prices, you may just fall head over heels for its newest value menu. Excuse me, newest value. Okay, I'm just going to start that over. If you don't already love Taco Bell for the low prices, you may just fall head over heel for its newest value deal. Dubbed the ultimate Taco Bell eating experience, the chain has launched a $5 box with choices from four menu categories that you can customize 18 different ways. And we're not going to get into the 18 different ways, but I just got to say, as somebody that one, doesn't get Taco Bell very often, but still gets fiery about it. Two, <laughs> usually only orders off the dollar menu, which I will briefly add. They have a like cheesy chipotle melt chicken thing now. That's mm-hmm. what I got the other day. That was delicious. That was really good. I also got the cheesy bean and rice burrito. I will never get that again because it is the most disturbing thing to hold in your hand. <laughs> it feels like I'm holding a turd. <laughs> And I don't want to eat a turd. So by the time I get it up to my mouth, I'm already fighting just everything. (laughs) So I won't be getting that again. I will probably get the cheesy chicken chipotle melt again because that was pretty good. If I have $5 and I'm starving, I think this is a great thing because the the value box, I've always been like, well, you, you don't get shit in that. Well, now I can get shit in it. I can get the shit I want in it. And I think that's a good thing to have. Now, what they really need to do, though, is that they need to have a $5 value box for breakfast items. Yes. They do that and they win this whole thing. Absolutely. So that was the Taco Bell update. (laughs) So we've updated... I think that's it. I think that's all we have time for, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> By the time we wrap this little pony up. So we've updated you on three things we talked about. We updated you on Geese. We updated you on Cyberpunk 2077. And we've updated you on where Taco Bell stands with their menu. We talked about Natalie and her vaccine experience because that's what's going on in the world right now. I feel like we talked about something else too. Mm-hmm. I, I guess we'll so. find out when we listen back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we talked about how it's our uh, unofficial but official anniversary. Yes. Man, I, we said this earlier in the show. I'm so excited to see where this podcast goes. I mean, we've go back and I challenge everybody to do this. Go back and listen to the first episode and then come <laughs> back and listen to these most recent episodes. Because while we still go off the tracks every episode, we promised that in episode one. So, but don't go back and listen for that. Just go back back and listen to just the episode just the quality of it and the energy of it like we've grown so much and this podcast has come so far in its first year like I'm so excited to see just where we go next year two years five years like I'm telling you we're going places I say this a lot (laughs) on this show but we are going places it's gonna be great so happy one year we'll have a post on Facebook but happy one year Natalie happy one year if you liked what you heard as always make sure you share this with a friend
friend or a family member. You can find us anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. We are on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and we also post the video version of the episode right on Facebook. That's where we do most of our posting. We also post throughout the week. We're gonna that's one goal we have for next season is to really get our social media game strong. You know, it's strong, but strong, you know, like hefty man. <laughs> so make sure you keep visiting that page. We'll post throughout the off. We'll post throughout the downtime between seasons. Um, like I said, at some point will be our official one year. We'll have a post for that and whatever else pops up. You'll see um, Prickly Pete will pop up in there. Um, probably some pictures of the Taco Bell menu. Really anything that we feel like we want to share with you guys will be up there. And for the final time in season three, shout out to the sponsor of the Hit and Run podcast. I almost said the sponsor of Noted by Nicole. The sponsor of the Hit and Run podcast is noted by nicole embroidery that's noted by n-i-c-o-l-e on facebook or instagram and you can use our coupon code h ampersand r10 all the way up until the beginning of our next season so make sure you get your orders in with nicole and you can get any current or custom inventory. So for the final time in season three, Natalie, what did we learn today? We learned that at least Taco Bell came to their senses and brought back one of the things they took away. Hopefully more things will be to come. We also learned that geese are still awful. And we learned that getting the vaccine may be shitty, but it's not as bad as having COVID. What else did we learn? We also learned that Cyberpunk 2077 did not live up to expectations except for sam he enjoyed it very much we learned that geese are still awful that needs to be said twice don't forget that and we learned that if you're going to taco bell do not and i repeat do not order their cheese curds this has been season three of the hit and run podcast and we'll catch you next time 